today on We Hear. He said his life's the pits, but the Bradessance is on. We go inside Brad Pitt's Hollywood comeback. Kim Kardashian's best friend Jonathan Chebin fears he could be the target of his own Paris fashion robbery. And fashion's last big editor-in-chief steps down. Coming up next on We Hear. Oh my god. We're on page six? Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page Six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Ian Moore. And I'm Mara Siegler, Page Six senior reporter, and I'll be filling in for Maggie while she's on vacation. And welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Hi, Mara. How's it going? Good. I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for coming in. I'm very excited that you're here to fill us in on all the celebrity gossip and juicy exclusives. Woohoo. Totally woohoo. All right, let's get to our first story. Brad Pitt. You just covered Brad Pitt at the National Board of Review where he won an award for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And he talked about some of his career goals, but it seems like his career is having a renaissance, or as I called it in the show opening, the Bradessance. I'm hoping that that can catch on. But just today, he announced he is the face of Brioni, the kind of high-end men's suit brand. He's got a, a deal with Amazon to create new streaming TV shows through his production company. And there's even a report that Reese Witherspoon has asked him to come on her show with Jennifer Aniston, the morning show, to do a cameo. But what was Brad saying the other night at the National Board of Review about his life and what he wants to do and where he's at? So basically, Brad was being honored for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at the National Board of Reviews, which is one of these many small award shows that lead up to the Oscars. And he took the stage and he said, my goals in life now are pretty simple, just to be happy, stay healthy, and not get into a financial situation where I have to do Ocean's 14. Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> totally ba-dum-bum. And he also said, right, that he, Bradley Cooper presented him with the award and he thanked Bradley Cooper for helping him get sober. Right. He revealed that Bradley Cooper was actually one of the people that helped him get sober and said, you know, I love this guy and I thank him. Brad's been very open about his struggles with alcohol. He's talked about it in Interview Magazine and he seems like he's doing great. You know, just a couple years ago, he was in this divorce battle with Angelina Jolie. There were some pretty serious allegations against him, right, that he acted violently on a private jet and that his kids didn't want to see him and it seemed like he was in a pretty bad place and there were questions of like would this affect his career what's he doing but he seems to like piggybacking off of his role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood he seems to be making a pretty major comeback actually in a way that Angelina Jolie hasn't really um yeah I would say I'm team Brad team Pitt but um, I, yeah, and he's also admitted uh, recently he was on the Mark Marin podcast mm-hmm. and he was saying um, as when it comes to his personal life that it's a disaster. And he said, I'm just like trash mag fodder, which I kind of love. He is R- a little bit trash mag fodder, but of in cor- the best way. Right. Of course, he wasn't talking about page six or not a magazine. He has been rumored to be dating all these different 
women. And and he made a reference to that at the Golden Globes during his speech that he didn't even bring his mom as his date because anyone that he's standing next to people assume that he's romantically involved with. So he's denied that he's been involved with anyone. But it seems like now his career is making more headlines than his his personal life. You know, this Brioni ad campaign it's really good because it's like it's very appropriate for him, right? Because it's basically him, at like a very nice picture of him in a tuxedo, right? It's not like an embarrassing thing where he's trying to be younger or do something with like a brand that wouldn't make sense for him. He has in this picture sort of perfected that stare into the distance that both looks like he's profoundly thinking about all the secrets of the universe and yet super casual about it. Like he just has got he's got it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a super appropriate campaign. And then there was also some news that came out today that his production company, Plan B, has signed a deal with Amazon, a first look deal with Amazon to develop streaming shows. Brad Pitt's production company is actually like a pretty major um, company in Hollywood, and they do a lot of movies that Brad Pitt isn't in. There is speculation now that maybe because of this Amazon deal, it could be one step closer to Brad Pitt maybe doing a TV show. And I think people are waiting for, you know, after Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston and Nicole Kidman, you know, waiting for some big male actors to move into a streaming TV show. I would definitely watch that. I had not realized how big of a production company Plan B was until I Googled it just before this, where they've done Moonlight, Eat, Pray, Love, The Big Short, 12 Years a Slave, Moneyball, also Kick-Ass, if anybody remembers right. that movie. But yeah, I would definitely watch a Brad Pitt. I, I'm going to have to get Amazon. Oh, right. Right. Or you'll have to get Amazon or get someone's parents' password. Password. I am really into the Bradessance, as I'm calling it, because in the same way, like when, I, when you go on Facebook and you see your former classmates and they look bad... Like if I see a classmate who looks like all jacked up, it doesn't make me feel better about myself. It makes me feel worse. I like my peers to look really good because then it makes me feel like, hey, maybe I've still got it. And that's the way I feel about Brad Pitt. Like I was looking at him on the Golden Globes and I was like, how does this guy happen to still have like all this hair? You know what I mean? Like he's got he just Brad Pitt's. Like things going good for Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt looking amazing and doing well just make me feel better because it makes me still feel like I'm living 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I'm I'm into it. I love that you have such a personal take on this and that this is very personal for you. I'm I'm with it though. I'm so here for the Pitison. <laughs> um just because I think he's done a great job. He started out and you know, he was the Hawkeye and Thelma and Louise who was shirtless and then he was in that weird animated movie Cool Cool World, I wanna say it was. Oh yeah, Cool World. And where he, he looked kinda like Chris Isaac. Yeah. Yeah, or the the cool movie where he's a killer with uh Juliet Lewis. But you kinda thought, okay, he's hot, but he's gonna be he's gonna get older and then get chubby and we'll be like, uh eh, who who? But I like that he's done amazing movies. He, he's gotten so many Oscar nominations. He's actually extremely smart and talented. He is. And I actually have had an, I had an interaction with Brad Pitt that was, it was very, this sounds very eighth grade girl of me, but, and now I'm just fawning over Brad. This is so <laughs> embarrassing. But 
when he was doing, I know he doesn't want to do Oceans 14, but when he was doing Oceans 13, and I had actually met him on the set because some friends of mine wrote the film and I was out in LA and they had asked, hey, do you want to come by the set to have lunch? So I go by the set and Warner Brothers had built, I think it was like a million dollars to build a casino that the cast could hang out in, like Clooney and Brad Pitt and Matt Damon, et cetera. And so I go into the Warner Brothers lot and there's like this sort of structure there that just looks like a metal kind of giant like shipping container thing. And you open the door and you go in and it's a full on like 1950s rat pack like Vegas casino with a giant neon sign over the bar that says the Oceans Club and like waiters in like tuxedos and, you know, table like banquettes and this whole thing. And no one else was in there. So I sit down with my friends and the waiter comes over and they're like, what would you like, you know, to order? And I was like, oh, is there a menu or like, what do I do? And they're like, you can order whatever you want. And it was just a hangout just for like the stars and like the producers of the film. So they did not film in this thing. It was just their own personal million dollar club. It was a waiters. <laughs> it was just a clubhouse for the cast to hang out in when they weren't shooting or like to bond or do whatever. So exactly. So I go and um, oh, so they ask what I want to order. I ask, is there a menu? They're like the waiters, like you can have whatever you want. And in these cases, though, I never ask for like the crazy thing. Like, you know, in Hollywood, there's a thing like if you go to a big Hollywood agency and they ask you what you want to drink, like the assistant, you're supposed to say something really complicated so that you have the upper hand. So you're supposed to say like tab with crushed ice <laughs> like, or, you know, or like, uh, uh, do you have a slim fast? You know, like you don't want to order. You want to just say, oh, like water, you know. So I didn't do that, of course. I was like, I don't know. I picked sort of the simplest thing. So we're sitting there. We're having this really nice lunch. And, you know, I'm there. And then Brad Pitt comes in just by himself. And he comes in and he has this sort of aura about him. And he sits down and then does the coolest move in the world that I would never do either, being totally uncool, where he just – they're like, hey, you know, this is our friend. And, and he shakes his hand and he goes, hey, I'm Brad. Like, <laughs> I know you're Brad. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. The whole shtick works. So anyway, we had lunch and it was totally cool. But I have to admit, I was kind of in awe. It made an impression. I am so jealous that this happened to you. This is an incredible story. And I now completely get why you're, yeah, why you're like an eighth grade girl about this Brad Pitt thing. Yeah. That's amazing. So you had your own Brad Pitt experience but it, it was more harrowing I mean mine was like a sort of lovely lunch and yours was like in a was, kind of simulated apocalypse it was kind of terrifying I will say though quickly about those stars that have that thing mm -hmm. uh also an oceans person I met George Clooney once and I like prior to that was like I don't care and then he came over and put his arm around me at this like premiere party for something and I was like you're a god you should run for president like he was just like amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> he didn't even say anything yeah I think he was just like I'm George come this way and it was like you're great it worked um but no I met Brad Pitt very briefly for an interview I mean I don't even remember what we talked about but it was at one of these big red carpets and it was for World War Z in 2013 and they did the carpet, they built this giant stage that I believe was in the shape of a Z in Times Square. So there was nine bazillion. It was like New Year's. It was New Year's Eve, but for Brad Pitt. This Brad Pitt's Eve, World War Z's Eve. <laughs> right. And I remember thinking, like, this should be very cool. But I also was terrified that there was going to be 
some sort of terrorist or loony loony attack because you when you're around all those people listen new york cops great but you're like oh my god is it it's not worth dying to meet brad pitt i didn't i survived obviously but right or there could have been like zombies (laughs) it was a scary experience i wanted it to be over quickly (laughs) well we'll see i all signs point to him winning the Oscar and he'll definitely be at the Oscars so I feel like there's a lot more of this Bradessance on the horizon all right Mara you're ready for this mm-hmm. one Jonathan Chebin who's Kim Kardashian's best friend and has now calls himself food god annoyingly he's in Paris for Paris Fashion Week but he's afraid that he is going to be the target of a robbery like the one his best friend Kim Kardashian was the target of a few years ago. (laughs) Sorry, I'm struggling for a response on that. I just don't... May he be safe. Best wishes to him. Exactly. So I had the same reaction that you did, Mara. I was sort of speechless... And there's a picture that we posted online of food god Jonathan Chebin getting out of a sort of sprinter van with two kind of tough-looking security guards in black suits next to him. And it says, Page Six exclusively learned that Chebin has hired extra security for himself during the current Paris Fashion Week to avoid a Kim Kardashian-like robbery. And you'll remember in 2016, Kardashian was tied up by robbers who stole more than $10 million worth of jewelry from her. He's expected to keep the security team all week as he attends the men's shows for Louis Vuitton, Rick Owens, and Balmain. Now, he apparently owns a $60,000 hamburger necklace and a cotton candy-inspired necklace worth $98,000. So I couldn't believe this story either. But when I when I saw it, though, it, it sparked my memory of a page six item that we ran back in 2013. I remember when this happened. So back in 2013, we wrote that Chevin was roughed up by a thug who tried to steal his $500,000 watch after he posted an Instagram picture of it during lunch. The drama began when Kim Kardashian's best friend was eating outside at Southampton's 75 Main and posted a photo of his lobster lunch to announce to all his fans that he was there. So he first he posted his location, but then he also posted another photo of his Jacob & Co. diamond-encrusted royal watch with the caption, I think I overdressed my wrist today. 22 carats is a bit much for daytime. And then a little while after that, a guy came over, started asking some questions, and then grabbed Chebin and tried to steal the half-a-million-dollar watch and Chebin fought back but was pushed to the floor. In this case, though, he had said that he didn't file a police report and he just left the Hamptons. Uh, a source had told us he was only in town for three hours. Disaster. He had to go to Europe, so he didn't want to deal with police reports. He wasn't badly hurt. His wrist got banged up. So this move in Paris is actually not just totally ridiculous – Maybe he is, could be targeted by thieves. Okay. 
I feel bad that Jonathan Chubbin got mugged in like the Hamptons coming out of <laughs> the most swanky restaurant possible. And, you know, I'm glad he was okay. But also that happened in 2013 and he hasn't been walking around with security. I'm sure he's wearing his gold encrusted like McDonald's fries or whatever it is that he's wearing. <laughs> but... He hasn't had that. It's only because after the Kim thing, I think that now this is – Jonathan Chubbin, I guess what I was trying to unscramble in my brain is that everything he does, which for those that don't, that don't know with this food gone thing, he'll go out to restaurants. And listen, I'm sure he's a very nice guy and I've spoken to him before and he's nice. But so he goes out to these places and he'll eat like gold-covered chicken wings or like mm. really insane extravagant, extravagant – desserts or he'll have somebody spoon feed him or eat pizza with like 9,000 things on it. It's all very like excessive and about consumption and super performative. And he kind of lives this Kardashian lifestyle, but he's not on reality TV and he's not sort of at that level. So I find a lot of this stuff to be disturbing, maybe is the word, to be performative in this way. But I know people watch him, but... Right. I don't know. Uh, you See, know. I like you're so sophisticated. You use the word performative rather than just like publicity horror. Yeah. <laughs> when he started this food god thing, and he actually legally changed his name to food god, although in print we refuse. I mean, one thing about page six is that you get a lot of items where brand, you know, like we'll get an item and it involves a, a brand. And then they're like, it has to be, you know, the first letter is lowercase, but then the rest of the letter are all caps and it has to have like an asterisk. And it's like, F you, there's this is just gram. You can't just flout the rules of grammar. But I thought when he had started this thing, I thought it was more like a high-end, you know, oh, I eat at these really fancy restaurants and I'm going to give you a snapshot into like, you know, I'm having lunch in, in Saint-Tropez or something or Cap Ferrat. But as you're saying, what it is, right, is just gross stuff like meatball ice cream sundae <laughs> with like pickle whipped cream. Okay, so this is – um what he has posted recently. He seems mm. to be cooking this or someone is cooking it. It's uh, <laughs> cereal ice cream which with Nesquik and what looks to be, tr- what are the, tr- are tricks? What are the Lucky Charms? Uh, Those are the ones with marshmallows. They're always after me Lucky Charms. That would be a cool iced out necklace, a Lucky Charms diamond. That'd be fly. But, I mean, there's got to be a official medical term for what this would be where you just obsess and post and look at food and talk about it constantly. That is definitely going to be a thing. A new psychological eating disorder involving Instagram. Food influencers and maybe some sort of... Yeah. Listen, the thing, I guess, too, about what I was trying to say before is lots of people have security. I'm sure every celebrity going to these shows also has security with them. You know what? They're quiet. They stand in the back. They're unobvious. So that I saw Nicki Minaj at a fashion show once with a giant bodyguard, which was sort of conspicuous, but you couldn't... He was off to the side. Jonathan Chebin in this photo looks like he's walking in with an entourage of giant like linebackers who clearly are trying to intimidate people and be like, I'm famous. Right, totally. So I have to say, and I know it sounds crazy, I love the aesthetic. Like, I like like a cotton candy diamond encrusted necklace, like pink diamond. Like, I would like that. I would, But I 
I can't wear that. I mean, I can't afford it, A, but I also can't really wear something like that. I am going to go to Forever 21 and get you like a diamond encrusted fake thing that just says- Do they have that? They've got to have one that probably says like gossip. (laughs) Oh, that would be amazing. I like that. You know, I just had the perfect what we could get you that's like diamond crusted. I feel like like a bagel with like uh, a diamond. And it'll just say like, <laughs> Dad. I don't know your cousin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Di- I like that. I like this idea. I totally. What would you? What diamond encrusted jewelry do you want? If you had to get one of these like Jacob the Jeweler mm. kind of diamond encrusted things. Um. Wow. I don't know if that's my look. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But maybe like a unicorn with wings. I don't know. Takashi69 had that, had a unicorn. Okay. That was one of the things that he got kidnapped over. He had a unicorn, a diamond encrusted unicorn, and the hair on the mane, it was rainbow hair that was his real hair. See, I want that, but then I also want like another diamond thing to say, like, this is all fake. Don't mug me. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea. Just like two four-fingered rings. Yeah. Fake. I'm into that. <laughs> We've just launched a whole new fashion brand. We need security guards. So besides Jonathan Chebin's security detail at Paris Men's Fashion Week, there was some other breaking fashion news this morning that Glenda Bailey who was the editor-in-chief of Harper's Bazaar, has stepped down after 19 years on the job. The thing that struck me about this, Mara, is that she's kind of one of the final, and you pointed this out, really one of the last venerable, big fashion editors-in-chief left, right? A lot of them are like, didn't last this long. She was. She was one of the last of these big, bold-faced names that you really knew. I mean, Graydon Carter is gone. Robbie Meyer is gone. Um... Joanna Coles is gone. These were women that, at least when I was growing up reading magazines, you really aspired to be them. They were kind of like the first influencers, but they also had like this incredible knowledge base and such a giant amount of power over the industry and about, you know, there were so many, much fewer of them. The power was consolidated. So it was like, I don't know. I'm sad to see her go. And I honestly couldn't name any of the editor-in-chief said any of the big magazines right now yeah and she um yeah she was associated with a lot of she did these sort of iconic covers that were always you know it was like rihanna swimming with sharks and demi moore with a giraffe and serena williams did an unretouched photo shoot and i mean you also were front and center to some harper's bizarre stuff because you had covered right the Nicki minaj Cardi B brawl was actually at a heart from the high to the low was at a Harper's Bazaar event on the red carpet, right? Blank tie party. It was one of the craziest things I have ever seen. They basically walked off the carpet pretty much at the same time. So they were up like the carpet was on a little lower level and then right above it. But so that you could see it was where the fight happened. And and this was was, at the Plaza Hotel, right? Yeah. Black tie event at the Plaza. I mean, I ran up there like I was a war reporter. I ran into the fray. I was like, (laughs) who? Because you just heard, you saw the the crowd like crunch in. And as the they were fighting it like moved in this so you couldn't really tell and you heard the scream but you're like who is that so I ran in the middle of it there was like hair on the floor there's that shoe that Cardi B threw in Nikki that's like also on the floor and uh yeah it's an extremely nice elegant party with like 9,000 models and celebrities and giant dresses and 
Which, by the way, thank you for taking my text on the Nicki Minaj Cardi B fight because I did, you know, immediately text Ian and be like, Co- "Gossip Code Red, Gossip oh, Code yeah. Red, it's so all happening." I was the night of the Cardi B, and Mara was like on the front lines. The night of the Cardi B Nicki Minaj fight, I was at the Ralph Lauren fiftieth anniversary fashion show, um, and it was that went down without incident. I mean, Kanye was there. There were tons of celebrities there, but it was a very, it's kind of a staid Ralph Lauren-ish affair, you know, very proper. And I was leaving, I was like leaving and you were like a few blocks away and you started texting code red, gossip, what was it? I think you said gossip code red. And then you started texting some details from this fight. And I remember there was one quote from a source there who you're like, described it as, you know, there's a fight between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. And then the quote from the source was hair weave on the floor style <laughs> because there literally was hair on the floor. There was. So, yeah. So it is the end of an era. Glenda Bailey is stepping down. But Harper's Bazaar has yet to name a, a successor. Bailey, who was named a dame by Queen Elizabeth of a year ago, by the way, who has a damehood. She's Dame Glenda. She is segueing into a role at Hearst as a global consultant to oversee all of the, there, I guess there are 29 different ish, different global issues of Harper's Bazaar. She's going to oversee all of those, and she's going to have a hand in picking her successor. Um, that's good. So she's not completely, you've seen some of these editors leave and then go off and do. Um, Just go home. Yeah, or yeah. do web series, or I don't know. Basically things that are different than do more new media stuff right or they go to like netflix or something like that but we'll see in this case yes she is remaining in in a role with hearst as a as a consultant that's it for this episode of we hear to hear the latest we hear episodes be sure to hit subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify and any of your preferred podcast platforms you can find more of the hottest celebrity news and gossip by signing up for our newsletter and by visiting page6.com We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.